0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org.
1: Amazing. I don't know uh, how the speakers are working. Can everybody hear me? Everybody even here? That's amazing. Wow. Okay, um, uh, we, uh, are going to share some testimonies about camp like they, uh, like uh, Jesse and Mike had just shared. Um, But uh, I don't want to share them all. We actually have an amazing team uh, that volunteers and comes and hangs out, hang out with our students and um, just pour out all the time. They're amazing. And so uh, if I could invite Nikki, Christina, Jesse, you guys, come on up. You know who you are? Come on, come on. Can we, yeah, clap your hands for them. Just honor them, because they're amazing. They're amazing. Steven, there we go. Um, and then, uh, Penny, I was going to ask if you would come up, too, because you were with us, and I'd love to hear a little bit of your perspective, too. Okay. Were you? No. Oh, okay. That's all right. I saw you. Um. We're way in the back, okay. I'll be louder. Well, I'll be louder, okay. Um, yeah, so we, we uh, just felt it on our heart. I know there's a lot of craziness going on right now, there's a lot of uncertainty, but we just really felt on our heart to just, to just go after it. Um, I don't know of any other camp going on <laughs> right now, um, but we just, we just felt God on it, you know, and so we just went after it, and um, we took about 28 students up to uh, Lake Isabella, where we spent uh, about four days, four days total, uh, up up in Lake Isabella and just had a radical time. We had morning sessions, like devotional times. We had uh, evening sessions, which were just really powerful and radical, and we saw God show up. We, we saw God move in some really amazing ways. Um, as we share testimonies, uh, I encourage you guys to... Uh, Allow your hearts to be open. Allow your hearts to be open, because I really feel like what's going to be shared up here today, there's an invitation for impartation. And so as we share, if anything stands out to you, and you hear the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart like, I want to move like that with you, I want to show up in your life like that, um... Just be open, be receptive to that, because I really believe uh, uh, God's going to tug on your heart in that way. And then we're going to pray for you guys at the end. Um, but in the meantime... You want to go first? Yeah. Okay.
2: This is Christina. She's amazing. Hi, guys. My name is Christina, as Jay has said. If you haven't seen me around here, it's probably because I've been coming for only about two months now. Um, I used to live in LA and I went home for about a whole month during when the world started ending um, to be with my mom. And so that was a really sweet time, but it was also like a pretty lonely time for me. And I remember praying every day and every night, like, God, just give me people to love. Like, I just want people to love um, and to pour out to. And so I fly back to Orange County um, on nothing but a word to go back. Actually moved here with no apartment no job. Within a week, I had a full-time job, an apartment, and I came to presence. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I came to presence um, by a series of coincidences. A friend just mentioned it to me. I wander in, and I see Jake for the first time in, like, three years. And I'm like, Jake, is that you? And he's like, yeah. And then um, he tells me about youth and everything that he's doing with youth, and I tell him that I love kids, and I'm looking for people to love, basically. And... um, End up going, checking it out. About a week later, he invites me to camp, and I was like, Are you sure? Like, you want me to go to camp? Like, I was just shocked, and like, it didn't click um, in me that this was the place I was supposed to be and the people I was supposed to be with until maybe a day in. I was like, Wow, God, like, you really gave me like 30 teenagers to just love on. Like, this is so beautiful. Um, and I think I really saw the Lord most just in like the quiet moments that weekend. Um, I spent so many beautiful mornings with like, some of the girls. Like, we just went down to the lake at six in the morning and did devotions and prayed and talked. And I had students tell me they felt the presence of God for the first time ever. I had a student tell me that she felt like God was healing uh, things she had been dealing with for months and months and months, and she finally felt free from those things. Um, Yeah, and I just had kids praying for deeper encounters with God and got to experience those happen all weekend while forming um, some really beautiful relationships with not only students, but these people feel like my brothers and sisters now um, after just a short amount of time. Yeah, so it was a really, really beautiful weekend, and I'm so blessed to be with you guys. Yeah.
1: So if, if anybody's thinking about serving somewhere in the church, uh, youth team's a great spot, just saying. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but seriously, um, serving is really powerful, and there's community. God has hidden treasures for you uh, in serving, in offering yourself. He has treasures for you there.
3: Um, Let's see. So... I, there was a few stories um, from students. I honestly, um, so I was doing worship for the retreat. So I wasn't on it or with them, like ministering for them um, personally, individually. Um, But there were um, some stories that we heard of like students, like when they shared their testimonies, like um, they asked God a question or they like, uh, one of the students said, God, like I feel empty. And right after that, like. Um, someone spoke the word, like, or not to him directly, but just in the room itself, just like, um, I'm like, God's filling you, or just things like that, and just different things like that, where the students just felt like, oh, God hears me, God knows me, like, like in that moment, not like a random comment later, but just in that moment, they felt met by God. Um, yeah, I think that the only one that I could think
1: of specifically. amazing yeah I think um one of the most like um uh touching moments for me I guess was uh we did uh some different sessions in the mornings and they were more like devotional and sort of nuts and bolts of of discipleship right so the first morning was on prayer and how to commune with the Holy Spirit uh we talked about the Catholic definition of prayer by a lot of priests is is actually all of life with God so, definition of prayer. So, we just talked about communing. Uh, the next morning, we talked about the Word and how to read the Bible, how to uh, how to read until He speaks to you, right? How to read until something stands out, and it's okay to hang out there. Um, and then on the last morning, we uh, we did like we kind of put it all into practice, right? And so we let everybody read their Bibles and talk to Jesus about it, and it was really powerful and. Um, as everybody sort of dispersed, I, I was reading as well and God's just touching my heart and, and, and he spoke to me, uh, personally and then, and then everybody starts to come back and I'm crying. So I'm like, I got to get it together, you know? So everybody's coming back and, um, and, and, and we're about to ask like, you know, what, what did he say? Maybe, you know, like, how did it go? Did anybody want to share? what, what God shared with them. And after, uh, as they're coming back, I hear, I hear the Lord tell me, um, uh, you don't need to ask that. I spoke to them like that was for them. And I just lost it. Just completely lost it. Cause that's the, that's, that's it, right? That's the goal. That's the point. That's the hope. Everything is that, is that we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be holding their hand as they're holding Jesus. Hand. You know, like, eventually, you know, they're just, they're just talking to him. And so throughout camp, and then we came back and heard these testimonies, there were so many testimonies of, I felt God right next to me. So I, I'd never, I didn't, you know, didn't even know if God, i believed in God before, but I felt God next to me. And, like, that was powerful. I felt like I saw him. I felt like I was looking at him, and he was looking at me. Um, and and God, just, God just came and moved With the students and he came and touched them and interacted with them each individually and so a lot of testimonies like that 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 were really powerful
4: I think it's really interesting that today we did communion because I specifically was able to Watch and see our students encounter the Lord through communion. We had set up tables (laughs) Just like one-on-one one table and a chair across them We had um, students come in voluntarily, and I I had helped them go through the process of the communion and then left them there with Jesus. And I heard stories from specific students where they really encountered God by hearing them or, or feeling his presence and having this assurance that God forgave them god had lifted up their burdens god met them god assured them that they are white as snow and so to me that's like those seemingly simple words brought life to their hearts and so i really appreciate and thankful for the parents who trust us for the weekend and you know like have them encounter god in this way so yeah thanks so I'm going to let one of our students share. Ella was with us for the four days that we were up there. And, yeah, you guys get to hear her testimony.
5: We're here for Ella.
4: Yeah, so I'm Ella, and I was
6: I was really lucky to be able to go um, for the four days that we went up. And what was really cool about it, too, was that we I had a ton of my friends come that had had, like, some encounters, you know, and it was just really cool seeing them, like, really really encounter God for like the first time just, like and so I think that was just really rad to see that happen and then for me um it was really cool because I mean you know I already got to see everybody else but um I got a word of like somebody had the word for me of like a picture of the house from up and they're like I don't know why I just see the house from up and I was like okay cool thank you so then like I was kind of just thinking about it and then God was kind of talking to me I was like, God, what does this mean, you know? Like, what does the house have to do with me? And he was like, I just feel like, you know how the balloons from, how the house and up has the balloons and it flies away? He's like, I just feel that anything that's weighing on you is just going to, like, be lifted up and gone. You don't have to worry about it anymore. So, yeah. So I, how I told you about some of my friends came. Um, it was really cool. Cause like one of my friends, she had been, she had talked to one of the youth leaders and she was like, yeah, I just really want to have an encounter with God, like a real encounter with God. And I want to feel like his presence and I just want to feel super happy. And that night, literally she's like, worship is probably going on for like two, three hours. And she's just like, she's laughing the whole entire time. Yeah. And it's just, you can hear it, like, anywhere in the room you go, you just hear her laughing so much. And it's just, it was really cool, because she was, like, after, she's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know I was laughing for that long. I just felt so happy. I was just able to see God, and we were just hanging out together. And it was just really awesome,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, can I just, can I just say, like, uh, we're talking about, we're talking about loud Like boisterous belly laughter. We had mics and speakers for the worship. She was louder than the worship. She was loud for two hours. And then people, she couldn't talk the next day. Yeah. People, students that would come up or leaders that would come up and lay hands on her, they'd start laughing too so loud. Some students, as soon as they would lay hands on her, they'd start weeping. Power of God would come on them, they just start just bawling, right? So amazing, so powerful. Can we hear it for Ella too one more time? She's amazing
5: Yeah, I, I'm trying to minister in the middle of that, and I'm praying for kids and getting prophetic words, and like she's laughing, and I'm kind of chuckling, you know, at some point, like you're just kind of like, "What's going on, you know?" And, and I'm laughing, so I go sit next to her, and then I just start cracking up too, because I'm like, I don't know why I don't care, and I'm laughing too. And then after probably, like, 20 minutes, like, it was a long time, you know, that I'm sitting there. I just look over. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> She's like, it ah, starts, like, laughing even harder. <laughs> and uh, it was cool. But her story, like, I heard more backstory on her that, that touched me was that before that, you know, because it just breaks out in the moment. And you're like, you don't know. Is, is this girl crazy or whatever? You know, who knows? She was, like, hungry. She heard Jake talking about encountering God. And she comes up to the front after, and this, like, broke my heart. And she's like, Jake, everything you're saying, like, is so on point. Like, I want that. Like, I want to encounter God. Like, I want more of him. And uh, could you just pray for me for that? And, like, the leadership's like, sure. And, and they pray for her to have, like, an encounter with God to, like, meet with him. And then, like, lo and behold, like, you would never know that, but, like, she's the girl that's getting touched and just can't stop laughing. So I was like, come on, God. So um, So cool. Um, I had my own kind of moment that rocked. Like, I got completely overwhelmed. And uh, Natalie Breton, like, um, is Natalie here, uh, Britain? Okay, ah, oh, Natalie's awesome. And so she came in and started walking our students through a time in the Word, teaching them how to get in the Word for themselves. And she put on mood music, like it was all, it was so pro. And she's walking them through like, look, I'm not just reading. It's not quantity. Like, look, I'm stopping right here. This is a good spot. Like, we're going to stop and hang out on it. You know, like I'm getting like, I'm like, wow, this is good. You know, like I'm loving it. And, uh, and so she puts on the mood music and she's like, let's get into the word. John 15, this is a good place, you know, walking these kids through it. And uh, she puts the music on and I'm just getting touched the whole time as soon as the kids are in the word and just looking around the room and like the kids are in the word on their own. And, uh, and I'm thinking, man, I should probably read this. So I have something for discussion, you know, like, like pick out a verse or something. And I'm like, man, if I hang on what's touching me, like I I, I look up again, I'm like, it's this, it's the room full of the kids getting in the word. And, and for some reason, man, it just started touching me. And like, then the kids started sharing. They're like, oh man, you know, like He's the vine, we're the branch, and all this stuff from John 15. And then I'm like, now my foot's starting to go, and I'm like, and then I'm starting to like look at the exits, you know? Like, I'm like, okay, there's an exit there. I'm like, I could run out there. I'm like, probably run out that one if I have to. Like, I'm getting like over, like, it's getting worse. Like, I'm starting to cry, and I don't know what happened. Like, Jake saw me after. I just give him a big hug, and I'm like starting to, and then I start crying, like, I lose it. And and Jake doesn't know, you know. He's like, it's it's all good, man. He's like, he loves you, and you know, like like it seemed like I had like unrepentant sin or something. Maybe like I'm like just bawling, and uh, and then we're supposed to go to discussion. Like, okay, we're supposed to chat with our our, our small group or whatever. And I'm like, Jake, like he's like, just do what you need to do, man. He's like, I think it's good for them to see, you, but do what you do. I'm like, okay, and I run out through the doors. Um, they like to do that. Um, woo cbs no but um so i run out through the doors and i i head for this like spot that i know is like this shed like in the back away spot and i just lose it you guys like i bawled my eyes out i like hit the deck and i'm just weeping and like a few minutes into it i realize i'm like this is awesome i'm like i'm bawling my eyes out and nothing bad happened you know like, the kids are getting in the Word. Like, cool. Like, what a sweet spot to be in, you know, that I'm, I haven't cried this hard since, like, a breakup, you know? And, like, no joke. And I'm like, ah, like, the kids are in the Word. like I'm like, this is good, you know? Like, this is really good. So, man, I went back in, and my eyes are, like, red. Like, I'm, like, snot and stuff. And I'm like, I'm good, guys, you know? <laughs> I got to explain to them later. But, like, it's just good, man. So that was, that was
1: cool for me. My shoulder was soaked. (laughs) I was, like, all the way down. It was amazing. Honestly, I think one of the biggest parts that, like, touched me... um, I was going to say this at the end, but I can say it right now. Um, This team is, like, the definition of selflessness and sacrifice. Uh, Throughout the four days, throughout the weekend, I, I was you know, a hundred miles an hour. Right. And, and every time I would like ask a leader to do anything at the drop of a hat, like everybody was just, and, and it was this, the camp couldn't happen. This youth group couldn't happen without, without this team. So I just want to honor them. And it's, so it's, and then, and then, so not only a willingness to serve, right. And a willingness to offer themselves as a living sacrifice, but also their hearts. And that's, how many of you know, that's when it gets real in terms of sacrifice, because it is a sacrifice uh, to love, to feel for somebody, to care about somebody, maybe even more than they care about themselves, right? To actually love in a way that pursues or love in a way that doesn't matter if you get it back. And that's what these leaders do day in and day out as they love students. They love in a way that costs them something. It costs them something. They feel, they care, they love maybe even more, for the student, maybe even more than the, than the student does. And that's, I just, I feel like that's an image of Christ. If I've ever known one, that he cares for us. And so, anyways, I just want to love and honor this team. Um, did you get a chance to share? So, I don't know if I'm nervous or it's just Holy Spirit, but uh, um,
0: to be known and to be seen and cared for by God is a desire of all of our hearts, even as adults. As a teenager, I remember walking around being like, man, I wish someone could see me and know me. And so the prophetic I know we're not most of us aren't surprised by it but it's really beautiful and really powerful and it's not just God speaks it's God cares he knows he sees me and so we had like this little prophetic station um, when we were doing encounter night and the Lord gave me this word for one of our girls I'd never met her before Um, I saw this beautiful picture of a magnolia tree and I was like okay like it's beautiful God but what what about it And um, I felt the Lord say, you know, ask her about it. And I was like, okay, does the magnolia tree mean anything to you? She was like, actually, that's what my grandmother would call me. And when, you know, when I was little and she passed away, and the anniversary of her death is actually next week. And um, just like broke down, was like, man, felt so seen, so loved, so cared for. I mean, to the details. yeah. So just like an encouragement to continue to press in for the prophetic, because it's not just God speaking; it's God seeing and knowing and caring, and it's a desire of our hearts. So yeah.
1: So um, I want to I want to share one more thing, um, and then we're gonna pray for you guys um, and just bless you guys uh, through throughout the camp The theme of the camp was encounter right that was like if it had a name or a title I guess that would that would be it, but that was the theme um believing that an encounter is i mean that's god's plan for salvation he says that he chose us right we didn't choose him, he chose us, called us by name that's an encounter right Jesus coming to earth was an encounter was that the earth might encounter him, and so uh as we navigated through encounter, we, we had one, we had these mornings, which were, you know, nuts and bolts on how to have a relationship with Jesus. And in the evening sessions, we talked as well about um, just different ways that God can show up and how an encounter can change your life. And we, we, uh, we shared the story of uh, Elijah and uh, right after the, the prophets of Baal and he shows them all up, right? God shows them all up. And he pours water on the altar, right? And the fire comes down. And then he gets scared, right? Because Jezebel makes some threats at him. He gets all nervous and he runs away. And then the Lord takes him on top of a mountain. And I really believe like this is for some of us here. The Lord takes him on top of a mountain. And he passes by or he he, he shows him. uh, I believe it's, I know it's fire and an earthquake. And a storm or wind. Yeah, wind. So wind passes by, a great gust of wind, and the, and it says that the Lord was not in it. And then an earthquake happens, and and it says the Lord was not in it. Now, this is a man who had just had a radical encounter with God, seeing fire fall from heaven. How many of you like to see, like, a fireball descend? That'd be pretty cool. Okay. Well... After this radical experience, he goes and he's kind of freaking out because of threats made at him. And there's fear coming against him from the world. God takes him on top of the mountain. We have the wind, says the Lord was not in it. Earthquake, the Lord was not in it. And then fire, a great fire, and the Lord was not in it. How many of you know that God can show up in fire? God can show up in an earthquake. God can show up in gusts of wind. In fact, he's done all of those things in the Bible, which is just amazing. But I love that in this moment, that's not how he was showing up. I know. I'm preaching. Just give me a second, because I believe this is for some of us. After the three passed by, there was a still, small voice or a quiet whisper, and it was the Lord. The Lord. And we asked the students, if you, we said if you were to ask any one of these leaders up here what's gotten them through the hard times, every one of them will tell you it's the whisper. And if you ask any one of us what it was that has kept us close to the, to the, the breast of Christ, to the bosom, <laughs> it's, it's the whisper." And so I really feel like the Lord wants to show up in the whisper more uh, for some of us here. He wants to show up in the whisper. And so you guys can close your eyes. Put your hands out. (laughs) Jesus, I thank you that you show up in the fire and the earthquake and the wind. Jesus, we thank you that you love us so much that you outstretch your hand to us. God, we thank you that you show up in the whisper and you speak tenderly to us. You draw us into the wilderness to speak tenderly to us. And God, we invite you into our lives in greater ways. Ways that we haven't seen you show up before. Jesus, we invite you to do new things in our lives God, we invite you to show up with holy laughter. Ambush us, God. (laughs) God, we invite you to show up in the whisper and extinguish all fear. Extinguish all fear. And God, I pray for courage to step in to that secret place with you. I've actually, this is so interesting. I've had this verse or this, I'm sorry, this quote on my heart for, for, like, for like two weeks, and I haven't known why. I, I think it's for this moment. Um, it says, "It takes courage to seek God, and it takes courage to wait for His reply. It takes courage to seek Him, and it takes courage to wait for His reply. But how many know that every one that seeks the Lord finds Him? You will find me if you seek me with all your heart. And so Jesus, I pray for courage for all of my friends to seek you, courage to seek you, courage to wait for your reply and courage that comes from faith because we know that your word says that if I seek you with all my heart, then I'll find you. God, we just ask for more encounters. In Jesus' name, amen.
7: Wow. Can you guys hear it in the back there? Can you guys hear back there? Michael, Michael. Can you guys hear me yet? You're better now? In the back there? We're winning with these speakers, aren't we? I like winning. I feel like Donald Trump just saying, We're winning, we're winning, we're winning. My my favorite thing about Donald Trump is he'll be like they'll be like, But have you seen how many deaths there are? He says, Yes, but we're winning. This dude, had, dude Donald Trump does not have the ability to like give any inclination that we're not winning. I'm like, I have never met somebody so positive. All right, <laughs> we're winning, we're winning. Soon we will have amplified worship. Soon, I believe that. Um, just, just so you know, I am aware of what time it is. Uh, that we're just now getting the mic now, and I don't care. Um, I I am, did you guys get, did you guys receive what you were supposed to receive from this? Like if your heart was not tenderized, if it wasn't infused, if, if it wasn't opened up by, I mean, this was just some of the stories, we were like 30 minutes in our staff meeting just crying over the stories that were being told. I tell people about six to eight months ago, there was three people in our youth group, and they all had the same last name, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was 28 kids, I think, that went to the youth camp. 28 kids. That's amazing. And then the fact that it wasn't just a good youth camp where they had fun, like they had some of the most incredible God stories I've ever heard youth having. Adults having. So I bless you guys to have two hour laugh encounters with the Lord. I plan to have them. If you need there's a couple sheets seats in the in the shade if you need them. Um oh, can I just pray real quick, God, um, Jake pretty much spoke on what we're going to speak on. I'm going to invite Jess up in a minute. But, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that what is happening in our kids will happen with our adults, God. That maybe, just maybe, you want to confound us big adult minds with the foolishness of of 14-year-olds and 16-year-olds and 18-year-olds, God. So, Father, we just, we give you permission, God. Would you wreck us? Would you just take us to youth camp, Father? Take us to youth camp. Take us out of the adult worlds we're living in, so that we might see your kingdom. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I am gonna be. I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. I think it's gonna be short. It's gonna be short. Um, I won't do a lot of the pre pre message stuff and some of the stories I was gonna tell. But I do want to, I do believe we're, we have to preach this message tonight, be today, because Jake started it. It's not my fault, all right? I want to talk about this next season. This next season, I'm, listen, I'm competing with Trump to be the biggest optimist in the nation right now. And I will tell you, it might get worse. All right? It, it might just get worse. It, it might get crazier. If you thought it was crazy now, it might get more crazy. Okay? It might not. We might think, Jesus may just come back tomorrow and we're all just taken up. But it might get weirder. Right? It just, they they might, they might take away other things. I'm just being real with you. Like, I'm an optimist. I still think Jesus gets his reward. Like, I'm not worried. I'm just saying. I really believe that and it may not be you guys, but I believe that God is calling the church to prepare. He's calling the church to prepare for the future, for what's coming. It might get really, really good. Prepare for that. It might get really hard. Prepare for that. But you, we, we've got a model here within the disciples, and it got way worse for them than it did us. Let's just be real about that. And yet it said the disciples walked around with joy. It literally says that. It said they were, they were persecuted by the Jews going to the Gentiles. The Gentiles received it. The Jews persecuted them. It said they literally got all the influential women and men to come against the disciples. And the very next verse, says they walked around with joy. So I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen, but my heart is preparing for Joy. My heart is preparing for the bounty. What this was, I, I honestly, in my heart, I, I felt like the ships had come back from their voyage with all of the bounty. I literally, I'm like, they're coming home from youth camp and they got the bounty with them. They brought the treasures. Like they, they pillaged, they pillaged the enemy and they came back with these stories of these kids with radical encounters with God. Change lives. And that's what I plan to do in this next season. I think we all plan to pillage the Lord. So I want to say, be prepared. All right? Be prepared. We're about to, we're in a battle, but we're going into a battle. All right? It's a blessing we get to be out here. It, it's probably going to get better. But I want to be ready. Before, I, I, some of you guys know, I used to be a helicopter pilot in the Navy. And before, uh, we, we'd launch off of ships in the Middle East. And before we did anything, we figured out, we're about to take off and go into unknown territory. We're about to, we need to prepare, right? And so as we, we prepare the helicopter, we, we figure out where are we going? Do we put a couple torpedoes on it? Do we put a couple missiles on it? We we get the ammunition in it? And then as, as pilots, we were preparing ourselves. Like, all right, well, what if we get shot down? Do I have some kind of a signaling device? So we had these little pencil flares, well, what if we go in the water? So we had a little, what's called a Heads bottle with seven minutes of air in it. That We just pop a little, pop it in our mouth if we're underwater sinking and we can still swim our way up with some air. If we get shot down over land, we had a, a knife to defend ourselves with and, and survive with. We had different things. We had radios in case. We, we even flew with handguns in a helicopter, right? Because who knows what's going to happen, right? But we prepared. Do you get it? We prepared for the season. It would be foolish just to, just to take off thinking that this is another day. So there's a preparation that's happening in the body. And I I could say it like a prophet and I could say, there's a preparation in the body right now, right? But I'm just going to say it this way. There's a preparing that needs to happen. (laughs) So you're calling, you're calling that you're being called into this next season. How many of you guys, you feel like you have a calling on your life? Raise your hand. In fact, just say, say, I've got a calling on my life. life. Say, I've got a destiny. destiny. Say, "I've I've got a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, it's our family verse right now. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, right? And not, what was it? And not to harm you. I'm still memorizing it. A plan for a hope and a future. He's got a plan for this next season for you. And that's what it looks like. It's a plan to prosper. So I know, I know what it's going to look like, but I have to prepare. Do you know that Noah prepared for something he'd never seen before? He prepared, not even knowing how to prepare, that God told him how to prepare. He had a word from the Lord for the next season. Your destiny, your calling in this next season is connected to your level of preparation. Can I say that again? Like, your level of preparation now is connected to the calling you're going into. And by the way, your calling is different than my calling. Your plan is different than my plan. So you can't ride on somebody else's plan and calling and preparation. And your preparation is different than my preparation. That's a good word, right? Not only are, are is your calling different, but how you prepare is going to be different. So you can't listen to the same message that I listen to to prepare me. You can't sing the same worship song that I sing to prepare you. Does that make sense? This just got intimate. It just got personal, didn't it? What were they saying? It got personal for these students, didn't it? They got seen. Yeah. Come, on. Come on, Jake. That was a really good word. I'm going to skip to the chase here. There's lots of ways to prepare. Um, like I was saying, we did lots of things to prepare. We even broke out charts. Where are we going? Where are the, where are the, where are the places we have to stay out of? The engagement zones. We don't want to be anywhere near Um, What do the bad guys look like? Right? All that stuff. We had to prepare different ways. One way I felt the Lord today wanted to equip you, and I believe He's going to equip you in many ways. One of the ways, I really believe it's one of the strongest ways that we need to go into this next season is that we need to have a word from the Lord for this next season. One of my favorite heroes, Steve Backlund, says, says, um, let me get it right here. He says, we can put up with a lot of negative circumstances or outward lack of success if we have a word from God. If we don't have a word, then we can only live fulfilled when everything is going well. We can put up with a lot of stuff if we have a word. If you don't have a word, any little thing that comes against you will cause you to fall to pieces. Does that make sense? How many of you guys ever fall into pieces because the circumstance didn't turn out the way you want it to? I have. And every time somebody comes to me and has a problem, I'd say, well, what did God tell you? Some people are in lands that they shouldn't be in because they didn't hear God tell them to go there. And so I say, well, what did God tell you to do? And he says, well, I don't know. Then what are you doing here? I literally had someone call me from basic training in the army yesterday. And they got COVID. <laughs> so like, he's two weeks in and he gets COVID. So he gets separated. He gets his phone back and he says, Pastor Jesse, what do I do? I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> well, what did God tell you? He says, well, I, I think he told me I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> okay, well finish basic training out and ask him again. Like I, <laughs> I, I, This isn't going to be a time when I'm going to tell you what to do. What is God telling you? What's He equipping you? What's the, what's the preparation He's putting in your heart? Because when things get weird, and you know what I mean by that, they're already weird enough, they're hard enough, there's enough division in, in families, in the church, in the government, in the world. Do you have a word? And let's talk about what is a word. I, I love, I love Jesus. He, in, in John, in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus, he, he gets sent into the desert, into the wilderness, right? Right? And how does he get sent into the wilderness? He gets, actually gets sent with the word. And the word is, this is my son whom I love and I am well pleased. That might be your word. If, if God says that's you, take it. That was what took Jesus into the wilderness. But then, so the enemy's like, I'm going to, I'm going to test this guy. I'm going to test this Jesus guy. Jesus walks in there Matthew 4, 4. You know, he tests him. He says, I'm going to give you all this stuff. You can turn this stuff into bread. All this stuff. You You can break the fast right now. And he says, Jesus says this, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So let's break this down for a second. That word, every word, right? Every word that comes from or proceeds from the mouth of God. That word, that word, word there is actually the Greek word logos. I'm sorry, it's rhema. Sorry. It's the, and rhema is, is, it, it means it's a specific truth from Scripture that God has made real to you and we fight with it to enter our promises. Rhema is the word right now. And John 1, it says Jesus was the word, Right? From the beginning, that, th- in, in John 1, 1, Jesus is the word, that's the word logos. And the logos is more of a living logos. It's, in John 1, 1, the Bible, the Bible is the, is the written logos. And the, the logos word is super important too, right? The logos word is what God can still speak in this moment. You could read Jeremiah 29, ele- 29 11, this, for I know the plans I have for you. And the logos becomes the rhema. And it, it can be this living word that proceeds from the mouth. I get concerned when I don't have new testimonies that God is doing in my life. Because it means I'm living off of old bread. It means I'm living off of old, old places that God moved in my life. So I'm always challenging my heart to what's God doing today? And so I want to encourage you too. What's God doing today? What's the fresh thing He's doing in your life? You cannot survive on old stale bread. It was beautiful for the season, but he needs the now word of the Lord. Why? Because we're entering into new seasons. I love this. I'm going to skip to this, uh, a few other things too. Ephesians 6, 17. This is the one where he talks about the armor of the Lord, right? Take up the, uh, the shield uh, and the, and the helmet of salvation. All these different things he's saying. And he says in verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word, the rhema, of God. The sword of the Spirit, right? The sword of the Spirit. How many of you guys ever thought that was, like, the Word? I'm going to fight with it. Jess and I were just processing through this message, and we both realized, like, we subconsciously just, rem- just feel like, it's the Word. Take the, ra- you know, it's the sword. This is my sword. hi Right? But it's not the Logos Word. It's the Rhema Word. It's what He's speaking to you. It's what He's, it's what He's saying now. Notice it's a sword. It's an offensive weapon, right? It's an offensive weapon. God, in this season, I spoke on advancing the kingdom. I spoke about we're supposed to increase with Him, right? We are called to take this thing on with with the the sword of the Lord, with with the rhema word of God. You guys with me? You guys with me? Okay, good. It's quiet. (laughs) I can hear the kids more than I can hear us. Okay, (laughs) One last scripture that I thought was really powerful is Paul talks to Timothy in 1 Timothy um, 1.18. And he says, Timothy, my son, this is, he's discipling Timothy. He's raising him up as a leader. He's raising him up to disciple, to go and walk and do the work, right? And he says, I'm giving this command and keeping with you the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. See, Timothy had rhema words. They were prophetic words, which maybe they're prophetic. Maybe they're just spoken to in the moment, which I guess is prophetic because it's from God. And so we're called to take these words. Why? Because we're taking these into battle with us. All right? And if you take this into battle and things don't look the way they should look or the world doesn't seem to be getting better as you perceive, what are you going to do? Are you going to be like, "I I got a word? I I can put up with Jesse said this, and and I can put up with a lot of stuff if I've got a word from the Lord. But without a word from the Lord, good good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. It's like you're flying around with the wrong chart or map for you guys. It's like flying around with the wrong equipment. Right? We need to prepare for this season. I'm gonna have Jessica come up, and we're gonna do a. We're gonna we're gonna activate you guys. And before we do, come on up, she was waiting for me to be done. Um, isn't she amazing? Um, I, I love what what Jake was talking about, though. Right? What 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 was Elijah? Right? Like what what did he get? What did he get in the still small voice of God? He got a word. He got a word. Even in the cave, he's complaining. God, all the all the all the prophets are dead, and I'm the last one. And, and God says, "I'm going to give you a word." There's seven thousand others that have not bowed their knee to Baal, and so God's going to give you a word. Yes, yeah, Stephen, you want to come up and play a little bit? We're going to have Stephen uh, play a little bit.
8: Yeah, I think um, it's. It was just amazing that Jake shared the exact thing that we were going to be talking about. We didn't discuss this. It was just God is on this Rama word, hearing from God. Um, I remember when I first started hearing words like encounter, it was kind of like, is that biblical? Like where is encounter in the Bible? But it's all over the place, right? And getting that Rama, I, I honestly, like when it clicked with me that the Rama is the sword of the spirit, it just put a whole new perspective on how fresh of a word we need to have to be able to be on the offensive. And I feel like especially in this season, you guys know there's so much swirl. There's so much that we could grab onto. We could grab onto, you know, conspiracy. thing. We could grab onto all kinds of things that's in the media or not in the media, on the, on the dark webs, on the, you know, like we can grab onto all kinds of things right now. <laughs> But what is God saying that you're supposed to grab onto right now? What's the word? And so right now I'm going to lead us in just a little encounter. We're going to close our eyes. I know Jake already prayed, but we're going to do this again because I want each one of us here right now to hear a word, a sentence, a verse. And here's what I want you to ask God for. If you're a family, if you're married, I want you to ask God, I want you to say, God, what is the word for our family or our marriage in this season. And Jesse and I did this again fresh last night and we both separately got words and we shared and it was so powerful how the words were the same. It was different words but the same thing. Um, So then you're going to come together with each other. It doesn't have to be right now. It can be later. I want you to write these things down. I want them to be written down. So if you don't have a journal, put them in your phone. They need to be written down. And I encourage each one of us to actually have journals. If you don't already journal, that's like... Gold, write those Rhema words down because there's gonna be times where you can't hear him. You're like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm so there's so much swirl. You can go back to your journal and say, like, these are the Rhema written words that he spoke directly to me. And if you're not married or, you know, not in a in a, a family unit like that, you can pray for the, the season for you. And I encourage you to then share with a close friend who you can trust. I know sometimes it's a vulnerable thing to share. You know, God said this to me. Um But there's so much life in partnering with each other because that way your best friend knows how to pray for you, knows how to encourage you, knows how to stand with you, knows what God said to you so that when you're freaking out or you're having a hard time, they can remind you. Didn't God say this to you? Wasn't the word for this season um, abundance, right? Didn't he say that directly to you? So this is what he's saying so that they can encourage you. So I'll stop talking and just we're just going to ask God. So God, thank you so much. Your word says, My sheep hear my voice. They do not listen to the voice of a stranger. So, if you're a Christian, if you've invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you hear from God. So, don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you it's your own thoughts. Because if you ask, he says he's, he'll give it to you. So, thank you, God, that as we ask right now for a word for this season for our family and for our individual lives, you're going to share exactly what we need. Thank you, Jesus.
7: Just a couple minutes longer. It takes courage to ask God something. It takes courage to wait and listen.
8: And if you have the word, ask him what that practically looks like to walk that word out.
7: All right. How many of you guys feel like you got something from the Lord? Raise your hand. Awesome. 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 If if you didn't hear something or you heard a lot of somethings and you're not sure what it all means yet, hey, be at peace. Relationships are different. Every relationship is different. Where we're at in like just hearing Him, trusting Him, believing Him. Uh, weeding through stuff, you know, it, it, we're all, honestly, but I, I know that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. So you will. So don't, if this is new for you, or you're like, just, you're like, you don't even know the, the crazy storm I'm in, like, listen, this too shall pass, but keep pressing into Him. Keep, just by pressing in, sit with Him. So tonight, in the car after this, I don't know what it is. Put a reminder on your phone. Don't let this preparation go by you. And, 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 and as a couple, work together on this. It might be a separate word for, 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 the, for the two of you. There's no rules. You get me on this. There's no, there's no stinking rules. All right? Don't, don't get discouraged because it didn't look the way somebody else did. Just go with God and run. Um, and last thing, too, um, Mike and I were just chatting. We were just we were feeling like this is, I just feel, he's felt this in the Lord for tonight. I, and I, I love it. I'm, I've always been feeling this. But I want to encourage you guys next week, some, sometime throughout the week, I want you to think about and pray, maybe even right now, God, would you show me someone, a family, uh, a, a someone that I work with, a, a, a co-worker, someone that uh, I just meet, Heck, I met someone at Northstrom Rack this week, and I got the, I blessed her with uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. But honestly, somebody this week, I want to encourage you and challenge you, invite them to this. Invite them to this. I honestly believe that the world is waiting to be invited into family. And whether they know what church is or not what church is, this is, this is about as safe as it gets, outdoor in a courtyard with dogs and kids screaming in the back and like, you know, deck chairs. You know, I'm telling you, like, it doesn't get any, like, shallow end than this, I feel like. So, anyway, I encourage you guys. Invite people. Bring people in. It, it doesn't have to be weird. It's just an easy request. And if they say no, your relationship doesn't end. Amen. Okay, that was, that was, that was great. All right. I think that's the first time we've ever asked you to bring somebody to church, too. That's how hilarious this is. But the reality is, it's, this is who God is to us. He invites us into places. And if you truly have a message of abundant life, like, we should, we should probably share it. All right, amen, amen. Let me pray for us. Father, we, uh, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in, in, the, in the rhema word that you're giving us, God, the now word that proceeds, not proceeded. And so, Father, I thank you for the preparation for this season, God. Lord, we just declare that there will be no arrows that ever make it to us, God. There will be no attacks that make it past our armor, which we have not taken off from the beginning. And so, Father, we thank you for your word in a tough season, your word in abundance, your word in where we're going, God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Awesome.